Welcome to Your Next Level Now with your host, Bob Donnell. As a human behaviorist, Bob has helped people from every walk of life reach their next level, both personally and professionally. Whether a celebrity, professional athlete, or entrepreneur, Bob has helped them align their behavior with their desired result in their life and career. This is Your Next Level Now with Bob Donnell. That comes from the heart, brother. So I just love you, brother. Appreciate you. I'm a Thank big you. fan of you, brother. Thank you, brother. Likewise, likewise. You know, um, you have have really been around the speaking industry for yep. a long time, and you've influenced so many speakers. I mean, I remember Wesley and I drove down to, uh, I believe it was somewhere in San Diego. San Diego, yeah, yeah. Influenceology. Yeah, that was my first event ever after Tony Robbins. My first no, event serious? Ever. Wow. Oh, Dude, I have cool. a picture. I have that picture. 2009 was my first event that I put uh, with Influenceology brand. Yeah. Man, that was so cool. You and, and Jeff and and uh, we just went down and, and Wes and I had a great time. And I, I did a video testimonial for Influenceology yep. that day because I was so impressed by the, the product and, and the information that you were delivering it. But again, it wasn't the information you were delivering. It was how you were delivering it. You were delivering it with such force, such power. Um what do you think has been the secret to your success in influencing so many people? You influence from the stage, but then you also influence people who are on the stage. How do you do it? What do you, what do you think has been the secret? I think the, one of the things that when you talk about being a speaker, people think about the words I'm going to say. They, they <clears> think <throat> about the content. They, so they read the book. They, they're going to talk about the strategy or the hurt stuff. They'll talk about it. And for me, one of my ha uh, highest values is congruency, you know, mm -hmm. and congruency or meaning alignment. So as a speaker or communicator or as an influencer, by the way, as a dad, mom, brother, husband, you have to be congruent. So for me, if a message is not congruent mm -hmm. uh, to me, if a message is not congruent to the way I live, I choose not to talk about it. And doesn't mean that everything I talk about, it, I am, I got a 10 or I'm perfect, not at all, not at all, but at <laughs> least I'm congruent. So for example, if I tell you, hey, you know what? You should be using speaking, doing live videos, videos to grow your business. Guess what? I have to be the first one doing it. I'd be like, oh, robot again, oh, robot again. They're not perfect, right? They're not perfect. So congruency for me um, is, is one of the, the key drivers to speak with force, not being forceful, but your message is powerful because I don't believe in speaking to inform. I believe in speaking to transform because information, people can go to Google, type it up uh, anything and have 1 million uh, uh, results. I believe in delivering information, creating a context to create an, a powerful transformation experience because people, at the end of the day, they want to buy a product or service, they want to buy a transformation. And I feel... Uh, and I learned that, uh, Bob, uh, when I was working for Tony Robbins, this is back in 2002, we were doing these talks, uh, three talks a day selling Tony, me and Moaz and other guys selling Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. And I remembered some days, we used to do a talk 8 a.m. in the morning, one at 2 p.m. and one at 8 o'clock in the evening, someplace 200 miles away from your home. And you're tired. Mm -hmm. And I remember that. And I remember that, that was, and those situations happen over and over and over again. So I developed this strategy. I said, by the way, this is 2002, 2003. We didn't have iPhones. Uh -huh. But I remember that I'm going to walk in a room now. 
I'm going to pretend I'm going to put a camera and they're going to record this presentation. And then they're going to show that presentation to my grand, grand, grandkids. And all they're going to know about grand grandfather, what kind of man he was, what kind of leader he was, was based on that one or two minute video. How do I have to show up right now to these people at eight o'clock in the evening? And mm -hmm. that I and that brought just like whew, this energy, this state. I'm like, it's not about because the speaker is never about the speakers, about the audience, right? So I think that that force comes from understanding uh, congruency, understand purpose, uh, purpose, understanding that a true speaker, communicative influencer. It's kind of like you're doing that for the audience, for real. Mm, wow. That is a powerful exercise. <laughs> that, right? It's like, because uh, then uh, it's so many times like, man, I don't feel like doing it. Right? Because you, if you do 400 talks a day, I, I'm sorry, a year, you're like, man, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to speak. Right. I just don't want to do it. It's okay. Yeah. But I remember, and then you're like, man, what if, uh, the, and for me, I always, uh, it's helped me so much in my career. And especially English being my third language. I grew up in Brazil. I was 25 when I moved to America. And I was, when I was uh, 12, 13, uh, you had the choice to do a second language. Mm -hmm. And I look at Brazil. Brazil is surrounded by Spanish-speaking countries. And I, and I told myself, I'll never use English. <laughs> so I took <laughs> Spanish. Right? And then, so for me, I was becoming a quote-unquote a speaking coach a communication coach for me was is, is the whole idea of purpose the whole idea about congruency if you have if you're congruent with your story and if you feel like your story can share not your ego but you, if you want to share to help other people i think there's a lot of power or force into the message you have uh, and you have demonstrated that over and over again and i remember one night uh, wesley and i went down to san diego and we went to a, a crowded bar with an MMA fight going on uh, and, and, and watching you just walk into that room, watching you own that space. Um, and it was like, it was, it was really a treat to <laughs> witness. And I was like, Wes, you weren't kidding. This guy is just on fire. And, uh, but I love, I love that about you, but you know, one of the things I love most about you, Roberto is, is your heart. I mean, you have, you have undeniable passion and everything else, but your heart for people, I mean, it comes through when you're speaking, but you know, in this last couple of years, I've seen you do a lot of video stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it comes through in your videos that you are there for the people and you are going to help them transform. I love what you said at the beginning. People don't come for what they come to be transformed, mm -hmm. right? How did you say that again? Well, people don't come for the information. They're looking mm -hmm. for a transformation experience, right? Yeah. Because, man, you have books, you have information everywhere. They're looking for a transformation experience. So for me, and, and I'm going to give a, a little analogy. I'm gonna, uh, for me, speaking is about life and death. Now, I know there's real life and death, like when you go to war or, why, or, or, you, or your job is risky, you know? So my speaker, you don't take many risks, right? <laughs> you don't find a speaker who die on the stage, you know, like, you know, other professions. But for me, life and death in terms of um, waking people up, serving people, because, I mean, and you do this extremely well, the people that you coach, the people you talk to, how many people that you met in your career that goes 10, 20, 30 years living a 
30%, 40%, 50% capacity, mm -hmm. right? So oh, well. the, it, when I say life and death could be like a, as a metaphor, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you're not quote unquote dead, but it's like inside you're just not living fully. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that life is perfect, don't have a challenge, but it means that uh, for me is I take speaking so serious for me is an opportunity to like, man, I want to create the impact right here, right now. I really like, so I want to pour everything I have in the five minutes, an hour, because it could create, uh, open the door a little bit, open the window for an, a transformational opportunity, you know? Mm. So, um, I'll, unfortunately, a lot of people don't take speaking as serious as they should. Yeah. I, I was just talking to someone today, this morning, and this, we're going to speak in the same event. And he said, well, you know me, I don't prepare for events, you know? And I'm like, and I'm thinking, well, maybe you don't think your audience is that important. Right? I didn't tell him that, right? I wish, and I'm like, maybe you don't well, think that true. important, that you're the one important, right? That's I don't true. prepare, bro, you know, like, so for me, it's like, yeah, I, I, I think people who, um, who, who believe that speaking, the art of speaking, can really change the world. Everybody talks about, you know, Martin Luther King and these people who change the world through or through speeches or talks or rhetoric, right? Why yeah. not you? Like if you're watching Bob and I, why not? I'm for real. Why not you? And the cool thing is that the event that you have, and every single day, Bob, I woke up like so far up, so excited. Uh, on Saturday, from my home in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, I did a two-hour training. Brazil, people in the line, right? Brazil. Chile, Argentina, Spain, Mexico, Mexico City, two hours. How awesome, right? For real. And this is open to, that's not nothing to do with Roberto, has to do with you, right? your impact. So if you're not, if you have an expertise you want to share right now, impact people truly, there's no better time. I mean, right. there's no better time. And yeah. I'm not trying to motivate you. You tell me, I mean, and you've been a speaking coach in industry for many years, right? When we started, 2000, and when we met, 2008, right? right? Or 2009. Right. Yeah. And do we have what we have right now in terms of like Facebook lives, Zooms, <laughs> live right. videos, StreamYard, YouTube live? Do we have that back in 2000? Right. That was like oh. 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's such a great point. The opportunity is there. Why do you think most people? What do you think stands in the way of most people seizing the opportunity? I mean, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, you talked to somebody about getting on a Zoom call. Like, no, no, I don't do that. Just give me a phone call. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, let's hop on a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> what stops people from seizing the opportunities that they have to really impact the world? Um, I think deep, deep down, deep down, really deep down, and I know you're really good at going deep with people. I think it's the belief that I have something special to share, you know? It's mm. kind of deep down that I actually know that I can actually impact people. Right. Because they, they, they're always comparing themselves to other people and be like, well, that guy, you know, Bob has been coaching 30 years. Uh, I don't have coaching experience or I don't have, so they're always in this comparison mode because if deep, deep down this, you know, 10 people here dying and you, and you can save them, you're going to just jump in and save them, right? If you can. 
and the idea that I don't think people really believe deeply that they can create that impact. They talk about it, they share the quotes, they share the motivational videos, but it's like, why not you? You know, mm. why not you? Uh, before pre-COVID era, we had, you know, speaking, speaking was one, was one style. You do an event, you do a workshop, we do it. Uh, you can do a lunch and learn. And now I would say that speaking will never go away in terms of a traditional public speaking workshop, seminars will never go away. But now this whole opportunity to the virtual presentation, right? Open up. I done seven three-day events already online, 30 hours. Right? I'm scheduled to do an event, event uh, in two weeks for Australia. The only part is that the, the time, time zone is not very fun. I did one. I was like, I literally, my, my speaking time was like 1.50 a.m. to 4 a.m. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> terrible. But the idea, but the idea is that um, I, I feel like before was already a barrier for people. And then you stack technology into it. People like, oh, I cannot get in state or be captivating in front of a camera talking, you know, uh, by myself, like it's limiting beliefs. So I mm -hmm. think that number one is to figure out, do I really believe that I can help other people? Do I really believe that my message is, is my story is worth of telling? Really? Because if it is, then you share. And I go through this. I've been doing public speaking presentation training since 2000 and uh, start on 2002 on my own 2008. And sometimes like, wow, uh, I'm tired of talking about people experience fear, uncertainty, nervous doubt, anxiety. I'm not going to talk about it more, anymore. But some people still experience that. Right? So I'm like, so sometimes it has to do with uh, you, you always got to keep trying to refresh uh, or reassociate yourself back with your with your content mm -hmm. i know it's a long answer but no i think it's a, it's a great answer and I, I think there's absolute truth in that you know one of the things i love about what you teach is it, it's not just about teaching about how to speak to a mass to thousands mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. but your ability to influence even speaking one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. even sharing a business opportunity with a small group of people mm -hmm. your ability to influence is going to really determine your ability to uh, help someone else have a breakthrough and have a better quality of life. Mm -hmm. And I think me, most people think of a speaker coach or a speaker trainer and they go, oh, I don't stand on stage. Brother, you stand on stage every moment you open your mouth in front That's of one it. person, right? And, uh, and I love that because you're so good at teaching people that. So you've got these people that are like rabid fans. I mean, I, I know some of them that are absolutely rabid fans, Roberto Monaco. Um, and what do you think it is? it takes to get a, 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 an audience, an audience of one or an audience of a thousand uh, to become a rabid fan of you or your business? Because I think that's what people are needing. Right I love now. it. I love it. The question, man, you're the best. You ask the best questions. Um, so what, so I feel, okay. A couple of things. One, um, I would say deliver value. I think people underestimate the power of delivering value. And I, I have a quick story. When I was living in San Diego, <clears throat> the same class that you took, we had a class. And then we went from one day, to, I think it, you know, the first class is two days, we ended up doing a three-day event. I remember a year later, two years later, we promote a class. We select these three days. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, a month into the promotion, I realized that was the same weekend of Super Bowl. And I'm like, oh, nobody's going to come. So I called because people started emailing me, hey, man, the hotel is too expensive to San Diego. The airfare is expensive. I'm like, okay. So I look, I look at my calendar. I'm like, okay, let's move the, the class. Let's call everybody who already bought tickets and ask them, is it okay if we change? And I, I don't know how many numbers we sold, but maybe let's say 10. And I personally call everybody, say, hey, we have this issue. Can you change next day? No problem. Everybody's no problem. So we changed the, the web page, changed everything, changed the date. And our event is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, 8 o'clock starts the event. So Friday, Friday morning of the original date that got moved, I'm, I, will, I go for a run. So it's 8.30, I'm running in Forest Ranch by Rancho Bernardo in California. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my phone starts buzzing, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I'm like, pick up, hello? Hey, Roberto, we're here. And I'm like, who's this? Oh, so-and-so, we are here for the event. And I said, no, no, do you remember we spoke on the phone and you moved the event? He goes, yeah, we did it. But then after, I received a couple emails with the original date. But my business partner forgot to blame Jeff. Right? He forgot to change the dates. <laughs> now I'm on the phone. He goes, and I brought my assistant. And I'm like, three-day event, flew to Dallas to two, uh, from San Diego, two people. What do you do? I mean, what do you do? One you say, you know, I'm going to uh, refund your airfare hotel, no event. Mm. Or two, do the right thing. And I said, give me a couple minutes. Call the hotel, say, hey, you still have the room available? Yes, I want to book right now, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Call the guy back and say, hey, we're having a class. Three days for two people. Whoa. That one, of the late, one of the latest became a professional speaker in technology and computing, right? One of them. So yeah. the reason I say that is like, man, dude, you gotta, yeah, it was my, our mistake, 100% be on it. But I could just say, I'm not going to do a three-day event for two people. Yeah. We did it. Same event, same annual. It was like, um, so one is, the, is always go an extra mile. Mm. That's my philosophy. Yeah. Hours. So that's one. How do, you, how do you stand up and deliver for two people? I mean, now, I I'll tell you that some parts was weird. Yeah. Uh, some, because, you know, we do a lot of uh, like overcoming fear. And sometimes those group share. And like, I don't want to share with my boss. And I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> you know, I, I grew a lot, though. Let me tell you this way. That weekend, I personally grew a lot. But yeah. it was, I mean, literally, was a two, was a three-day event, two people. Man. I mean, they... And, and that's kind of, this is an example of, I feel, creating value in everything we do. It's not only on that class, over-deliver. Uh, and then, true consistency, I think, is key for any, anybody. Um, for me, I, I'm super aware when I'm not being consistent with things. I'm like, bro, mm. not perfect, just correct. Mm. <clears throat> so, I would say, deliver value, be consistent, and then innovate. I think that the, um, it's funny when I talk about, I do this class about virtual presentations and video marketing, all this stuff. I'm not a technology guy. I remember, uh, I remember in 2009 when I, when I left Tony Robbins, I, I got a Mac and I bought the, they, they offered the Mac genius, uh, whatever protection plan. I remember getting my Mac say, I'm going to learn video editing in the, why, why buy it? Uh, the, the mall in, uh, in San Diego, 
uh, on the Friars Road. I yeah. sit down, the guy teaches me video editing. I'm like, Dude, that's not, innately is not my thing. But I also understand that as a leader, I have to be able to work on my weakness. Just like mm-hmm. Arnold said, every time I go to the gym, first thing I do, I work out my calves. Nobody wants to work out their calves, right? Because it's painful or everybody wants to work out the, the biceps, not the calves. No, I'm going to work on my calves. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I have weakness, uh, technology, some things, yes. I'm not a designer or, or web programmer. Some things I can develop, so I can leverage, but I got to be able to use, especially as a marketing tool, and being, be able to embrace technology, being able to innovate. So that I think innovation key, delivering value, being consistent. Wow. So tackling the hard thing. Okay. Right? Tackling that hard thing, like you're talking about the calves, right? Nobody yeah. wants to do that, but tackle that first. Yeah, right? yeah. What are the what are the things that you have? Um, you've had so many people influence your life. I know. Yeah. Um, who are who are some of the top two or three people that have influenced your life? I mean, I know Tony Robbins obviously is one, uh, but who are some of the people that have influenced your life, and how have they done that? Um, you know, some of them are coming at you know and like you beat stuff into people. Yeah. Some people love to just love people. Yeah. Um, what have you found the ways that have influenced you the most? <laughs> well, number one, my mom. Mm. Because I grew up, my dad wasn't a picture much. So when I was uh, 25, I realized my dad had another another family with another another wife, another kid. Didn't know. Wow. And just crush everybody. And I think throughout the years, um, I think lo- love coming from that place mm. is my strongest force. Not because of me, because of my mom. You know, unconditional love. Um, so that's for sure. One of, uh, I have a, ro- a lot of role models. My mom is one, uh, my wife's another one. Um, and they're not here listening to me. <laughs> I'll send a recording to them. But, um, so my wife, uh, had two natural, uh, birth. Have you ever been to a natural birth experience? Have you seen one? Not natural. Uh, so, uh, so my wife um, had two, and I was there the whole time, as raw as can be in a room, birth center, no hospital. Mm. And I and and if if you if you if you met my wife, the beautiful girl, sweet, amazing, but be able to the. Um, so I remember. When we go, we went to, uh, no, we, no, we, I'm saying we, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything, ladies. Didn't do anything. Was, was already done, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, we, we didn't do, do anything. <laughs> but uh, my wife went through um, the labor 22 hours. Right, and we had Sophia. I remember going to the bathroom and I had this crazy thought. I say, what is the most powerful experience that I personally had in my career, in my, every, in my life? And I didn't have a close second to match what I, what I witnessed. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, so I think it's, um, inspire me is a, is a reminder to always step into the, the, the other gear, you know, mm. that sometimes you think, Oh, that's the, that's the limit. There, there's an, always another gear. Mm. And I, so I think she influenced me that way. Uh, and I saw two, I've been through two natural births and it's like, it's so 
so powerful. Mm. Um, I have had spiritual, uh, uh, spiritual leaders have impacted me. Uh, one of my buddy is just a doctor out of Michigan. You know, uh, can you talk about spirituality a little bit or no? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah? Talk about anything you want, brother. Okay. So for for fifty years, I'm fifty. So until last uh, last December, you know, I I I, I never spirituality something was was not part of my life. Hmm. Because for me, it was more like, hey man, I'm a good guy. Comes from love, help people. Hmm. So if I come from love, I'm a good person, help people. I'm good. Right? And for me, it was more like I, I met, I met uh, one good mentor who opened up my eyes to God, you know, and, and for me, um, has been a really powerful uh, realization that I'm not alone. In, the, in this realm, you know, I have my family, my friends, right? But, but spiritually, I have a, a, a stronger force to go along yeah. and it has been huge for me mm. you know, he been like massive for me wow. so it's been really powerful the last uh the uh the last six months really powerful that's so cool you know i what i love uh one of the other things i just love about you roberto is i never see you um settle or stand for status quo mm -hmm. i'm always seeing you push yourself whether it's physically mentally, emotionally, uh, and this spiritual side, uh, I have so much respect for, you know, one of the next level pillars I teach is that every next level demands a different you. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and I see you just live that, uh, every, every time I see you, um, you know, and, and I love the exchange that you have with people. Um, it can be, I can see you exchange and with somebody on Facebook or see you in a live audience or see you at a bar, at a crowded bar. I mean, I can see you and you, uh, your ability to impact the room isn't confined to your knowledge, isn't confined to um, your audience. It's really, it's about who you are when you walk in the room. And I love the story you shared about how you frame that before you ever walk into the room, you know? Um, and, and Wesley shared some great stories with me I mean, I feel like I've been personally coached by Roberto Monaco via Wesley because he shared so many good things. You know, I mean, it's so funny. Like he shares the story about, uh, I think it was you where you guys went to a, a Tony Robbins, you guys were speaking, at, or you were speaking at a, like a real estate office or something. And, and you did a secondary close, you did a close and nobody said yes. And then you did a secondary close and nobody said, yeah. Then another secondary close and nobody, and he's like, man, I was sitting there going, Okay, just stop. Just let's go. Let's just go. And uh, I mean, I'm paraphrasing what Wesley said. He can say it better. But I just remember him saying, I just couldn't believe he would just keep going. And then you shared it, an analogy with him that most people need to hear, hear it several times. And then you guys walked out into the carport, into the parking lot, into the parking structure. Yeah. Do you remember this? I'm, keep going. Keep going. So you went, keep you going. went out into the parking structure. And, and you said, oh, get in the car. I'll take you up to your to the third floor or wherever your car is. Oh, I remember, That's okay. I'll just take the stairs. And you go, no, no, hop in. And he goes, no, no, that's okay. I, you know, I need the exercise. You go, come on, get in. And he's like, 
no, I'm okay. He goes, get in the car. Come on. And he got in the car and you went to him and you went, see? <laughs> and Wesley shares that. And I'm like, it's such a brilliant. Dude, that's so true. I remember that. I know exactly illustration. <laughs> Most people do need that extra push that, and, yep. and we shy off. We shy away from asking the closing question or asking yep. a qual- even a qualifying question multiple times because we don't want to be pushy. We don't want to be, how do you coach people to ask to do secondary closes, or if you want to call them no, secondary closes, no. and not be pushy in this at no. the same time. You know, um, going back to the to, to the kind of like ask different way of asking. I think I think that's the going back to the beginning of the conversation. I think purpose is really important because mm-hmm. people have the you they gotta feel the energy that you're doing that for them, not for you. Uh, is I mean that is eighty mm-hmm. percent. It's kind of mm-hmm. like I'm doing this for you, not for me. A lot mm-hmm. of times, people close. You feel is a they might be saying the the same words, but you feel like man, this guy's trying to steal my credit card. Why tap into my wallet? And 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 I think that with the um, in the beginning, I couldn't do that when I started my career back in the day, 2002. I and let me tell you why I could not do that. Because I hadn't had enough references of success stories for the program that you were selling back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. But then once I was there and I had all these references, a lot of sometimes uh, in salespeople, they get uh, detached from the, res- the people they help and they have no force. So one of the, the simplest, simplest ways is reassociate yourself back with the stories and the success stories. So we have the force. So later on, I had no problem asking, telling stories four, five, six, seven times because I seen what the things they, they couldn't see. I mm. experienced what the things they cannot experience right now. I felt the things they're not feeling right now. So it was so I think that helped me. And I was coming from a place of love and purpose. So that was able to do it. And for me, uh, it wasn't about me. It was about them, you know? powerful powerful that that will what has worked for me yeah yeah and i mean and i've seen it work i mean it is those are such great illustrations um but it has to come from that place that you're doing the right thing yeah and you're doing it for the right reasons um and you're doing it for someone else other than yourself right and uh you know we we know the difference between influence and manipulation right mm-hmm. and, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and and um but but you know you have you have really impacted people's lives, not just on how to speak, but how to just be themselves. And um, what do you think stands in the way as, as we kind of get ready for maybe a couple of questions and, and close out? So we want to be respectful yep. of your time. But how, what do you think are the ways that people can really stand in who they are? Because a lot of people right now, I think, especially after COVID, are, are wondering who they are now because they're their identity was so tied to their last, you know, their last paycheck or whatever. Um, but they're trying to figure out who they are. And maybe even if they know who they are, they don't know how to, to be that person in this environment. What do you say to that person about how do they be that person that they need to be in this environment? That's a really powerful question Mm. because I just went through this. Mm. For example, Back, uh, it was March 13th. I had a one-day training here in South Carolina, and I was driving down, and my wife called me, hey, they shut down Charleston. 
I had probably 20, 30 speaking gigs, traditional public speaking gigs. They're all just like, cancel, 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 cancel my whole year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, now my clients, they hire me. Why? Because they do events, right? Their right. events cancel too. Yeah. Cool, man. And mm -hmm. so I, it's really um, this idea about reinvent yourself that you everybody heard a thousand times. And when it comes to personally, like, okay, man, um, because when you change how you see yourself, your audience change how they see you, right? When you mm -hmm. change how you see yourself, the identity, the audience changes how they see me. Mm. Now, I could be the old Roberto, you know, or I could reinvent myself and start seeing myself differently. So that's what I did. And I realized that throughout the years, why I have helped people with public speaking presentations, 99% of my clients hire me or work with me or come to classes for one reason, one reason only, because they want to be able to market their practice, their business, uh, their services. They want to be able to sell, get more clients, more patients. So what I was doing through the whole, the whole, you know, through the whole, my whole journey, marketing has always been part of um, what I do. If you think about it, why you want to become a better speaker? Well, because I want to do a talk and get more patience. Oh, you, it was just a form of doing it. And then I realized, you know, that's an opportunity for you to reinvent myself. And that's mm -hmm. what I did. Uh, but I was clear about my, my, uh, expansion, not changing who I am. I'm not, I still do public speaking, presentation seminars, virtual presentation seminars, but I was able to not change who I am, but expand who I am. There's a difference. Mm. I, I just expanded. Nice. And so, so now I, I, I offer other services and the knowledge that I give, uh, give to my clients, Bob, is this, that before I had an, um, this amazing uh, chocolate ice cream, quote unquote, uh, traditional communication, public speak presentation. And now I just add a new flavor, cookies and cream, right? Which one do you want? So that's kind of analogy I give. So I feel like um, <clears throat> you never, people think, oh, I lost my confidence, lost my certainty. You never lose your certainty or confidence is always there. You're just not tapping into the, you're just not accessing in the right context. People say, oh, I don't have certainty. I lost my confidence. You didn't lose my confidence. You're just not accessing uh, in, this, um, in this context. And I personally feel right now, again, I would ask myself, okay, what's something that I, I, I cannot do something I'm not passionate about. That's, I know some people can. They have this part of the brain that shut it off. Yeah. And for me, long term, I have, I have to enjoy and love it. Me, me personally. So I, I cannot give an uh, out, uh, advice outside of that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's an opportunity for you to reinvent yourself right now and use it like, because the whole world is reinvent yourself. Zoom, right. reinvent yourself. Yeah. Live streaming, yeah. <laughs> reinvent yourself. So um, like, for example, in the event industry, moving forward, you're going to have virtual events. You're going to have hybrid events, even in small events. 10, 20, 30, 40 people now, you can put a camera in a room, have a video guy, and then you can, uh, uh, with very economically, you can uh, stream, right? So uh, yeah. having, so all, every, every company now is going to transformation. So in reinvention, I think that's the time for you to reinvent yourself and not having limited beliefs like I'm too old or I can, or I don't know technology. You know, this older, this for me is a limited belief. So I feel... Like we got to look at this opportunity right now and ask ourselves, okay, what's something that I love? 
something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Um, and you and you go for it. I love the reframe you're talking about as far as um, you didn't lose your confidence. You're just not accessing it. Yeah, for so sure. What, what do you say to somebody who says, okay, I'll buy into the fact that I'm just not accessing it, but I don't know how now. I don't know how to access that. What do you tell them? I would say this. I'd say, um, well, first of all, gotta, I, I want to prove to them that they know how to access the confidence. Say, how confident are you? You love your kids or your or your wife or sports, right? How confident you're a good person? How, I will, first of all, I'll prove that they'll be able to access. Mm. I, I will ask questions. How confident you are you want to help people? How confident you are you love your brother, your sister, your mom, or a loved one, or a brother, or a friend? How confident are you? To, uh, I would ask a bunch of questions until they go, I'm pretty confident. At <laughs> one point, one question to click. At one point, be like, what are my thousand questions? One of them like, yeah, I'm pretty confident. It's like, okay. All right, so how... How confident can you can, can uh, devote yourself to a new endeavor right now? I have mentors like yourself, Bob, that guide them through it. So I feel that, so that's how to start the process. And then I'd say, okay, what, do you, what would be something fun that you grow that can make money, create an impact and, <clears throat> and write down a couple ideas and just pick up one and start, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I have had projects like yourself, I'm sure, I'm sure that didn't work out. Right, right. We have, a, lot, a lot of people they think like, well, we have pro- the project has to work. Um, but a lot of projects sometimes they don't work. That's right. And then you <laughs> keep moving. Is the is the when I I think what I for me personally, I remember growing up in Brazil. Clear picture, I'm like 13, 14. And I, I used to uh, uh, I used to watch soccer players and singers, hmm. and they're so passionate about it, almost like they're made for something. Yeah. And I remember telling my mom, "Mom, I want to do that." And my mom teasing me, "What do you want to do? You don't know how to sing. You're not good at soccer, right?" And I'm like, "No, no, mom. I want to have that feeling hmm. that I was made for something." Hmm. Now, at that time, I couldn't verbalize purpose. I couldn't verbalize that, but just right. the feeling like, man, and now I feel that way. Now I'll tell you it was a journey. And mm. I do feel that everybody, everybody has that. I really believe that. I think everybody is created for a purpose. Mm. For some people it's clear, for other people it's not clear. For me, I went through, I went probably like almost 10 years trying to figure out that, like reading books, seminars, try and error, because I remember if the, the soccer player and the singers. I remember. I, th- I think there's something, there's something there. I didn't know uh, how do I tap into it. And I feel like so many people now, if you were to do a one-on-one intervention, say, look, what do, forget about money. Put money from the side for a second. Huh? I mean, if you could do anything right now, truly, or, tomorrow, or what would you do? Or write down three or four things that you have interest on it. Hmm. Because sometimes like, I don't know my, okay, if you don't know one thing, watch two or three and you start the path. So, so many people uh, in self-development, which is unfortunately, they don't walk the talk because they say, uh, believe you can do it, you can achieve it, all this stuff. And then I see them around, they have 20, 30 careers, right? Because I'm like, dude, weren't you preaching? Like, 
and, and now you're changing again. I'm not, by the way, I'm not, I'm not against change, but I'm, what my point being is like, um, I feel this offers an opportunity for you to reinvent yourself mm. and come up with something that you're passionate about. To be like, what well, would be fun for me? I'll never, I don't want to retire from my career. Now, maybe I want to work less, spend more time with my kids and my wife for sure. For sure. Why, mm. why, tell me one reason why I shouldn't have amazing talks like you right now. That should stop doing it. Tell me one reason. Yeah. yeah. There's none, right? There's yeah. none. Yeah. Right? So I feel I feel brother the um, I, I think is one understand that you never lose you never I remember one of the public speaking classes, the guy years ago, people like, oh, I lost my uh, I don't have confidence. I'm, I'm very uncertain when I speak. I'm like, how certain are you about your uncertainty? Guy goes hundred percent. I'm like, can it just be? <laughs> hundred percent then instead of <laughs> so we all we all have the muscle yeah. maybe not using so to mm. be like you know what why are you certain about and and then you go what has been what has been something that you um that you you consider would be fun for you is it speaking is selling is open a business something that you have in your mind you know yeah. work with uh, i i feel like a lot of times you were just afraid to fail and you and you shut it down so i think yeah. now is a is a powerful, uh, powerful opportunity for us to invent yourself. I had, I, I, in the pandemic, not only I kept my traditional business going, I done seven events, but I launched a new event. I, I, I dove into two specific technology I didn't know much about or learn. So there's a lot of growing pains. I'm not going to say it's easy. <laughs> growing pain, uncertainty, don't know, don't know, don't know. It just don't know, right? And you keep, but, but I know I have the belief like, man, that's the way I'm going to go that route. I am, and and then you go. I I appreciate that so much. Um, I I think that there's not a time and there's there's not a person in my life that hasn't experienced that from one time or another, and um, some just at a greater degree. And I know that uh, I know that I've experienced it, and I know almost anyone else I know has experienced it. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I know we've got uh, Pearl always has a comment. You guys have a comment or a question. Uh, it is going on Facebook Live too. I'm seeing it. So if you have a question or a comment uh, and you want to uh, make a comment, uh, go ahead and type it in or uh, come on live. If you're on Zoom, go ahead and come on live. Uh, Flo, I know you do. Okay, Pearl's first. Hello, Pearl, Pearl, you're up. All right. I love that. I love your accent. Don't know, don't know, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Technologically challenged. I'm 68 years old. It's like, dang, do I really want to learn all about that new stuff? Why don't I just find somebody who knows how to do it? So for me, don't know, don't know, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's know, awesome. Uh, Pearl, first of all, I love that you're here. You have an accent too? Where's your accent from? <laughs> no, you're just making fun of me. <laughs> California born and raised. I just love accents. I lived in Mississippi for nine and a half years, so I can turn that one on like a lot. I know you're like, does you have an accent? That's funny. That's funny. No, I you love know? your accent. Oh, I appreciate that. California appreciate born. Oh, I love it. The my wife is from California. She was born in San Diego too. So, you know, the whole technology piece for me, there's there's things I don't need to learn. I don't want to learn, and you can leverage. Yes, for hundred percent. But there's some things, depending on your role, that you want to learn. It's just going to make your job a thousand percent easier. Hmm. 
right? So it's kind of like, for example, if you the, the, the technology that I use, I use for live streaming, I use a stream yard. So I do that uh, stream yard for video technology 101, which I record messages to my clients. I use dub D U B B, which is amazing. I recorded uh, almost, I'm like 1900 videos, one-on-one in two years, one-on-one. It's crazy. Wow. Probably my number one game changer for project management things. I learned Quip, uh, Q-U-I-P. It's a project management platform. So some of the things that I use is like, and I have to learn, and my brain doesn't work like that. It's naturally, but, but I learn because it would take like 10 times more to leverage that someone. Even if I have an assistant, right? 10 assistants. Some things just have to learn, become comfortable. Because it's kind of like, I don't want to learn how to use a smartphone. Okay. No. But right, go back to the to the flip phone. But then you're gonna realize you're missing a lot. Now I don't know all the things the smartphone, but I have the maps, I have the texting, I have all these amazing things. That Spotify, I can I can listen to it, and that's the idea. Comes a point. A lot of people are like I don't want to learn new thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. We have to. We have to. And and also for our role, I feel is so important. So. Yeah, I love that. It's so and it's so true. And again. You can you can choose not to learn it. You're just going to miss some opportunities. That, yeah, that's it. Just prepared to lose opportunity. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and, and I, one more thing too that I say on that. And I told this my I, I was preaching this in 2009. 2009 when I when I left New Robbins, I went to Amazon and I went and I say I typed up video marketing. 2009. There's only four books on video marketing. 2009. So I bought all the books. I read it, and I realized if you don't do video. You're going to be the speaker speaking Portuguese to an audience that understands Mandarin only. You're going to struggle. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this, this is my message 2009. Now you're like 2021 now. Still. So it's kind of like, and, and, and it's not so you don't want to learn because of you or, or, or we don't want to serve more people. It's, not, it's never about you. You know, mm. it's never about you. So. Love that. Love that. Flo, you got a comment or a question? Aha, whatever. Wow, everything is just, it's like mic drop, Roberto. Uh, Bob warned me that this was gonna be a great one. And I'll, I'll have to tell you the story of you convincing Wes to get in the car, to go to the parking lot. <laughs> that, has, that story has been retold by both Wes and Bob multiple oh, times. Thank you. That's funny. Love it, love it, <laughs> just love it. Um, I love it's Wes. Like, he kept asking and asking and then I was like yeah our friend Roberto he just kept asking and I was like now I can put a face to to <laughs> I just love it um I loved how your influencer I, I took pages of notes I mean I was writing really fast and I like to put little question marks or little things in, my, in the little um column on the side and I have so many on the column on the side so I have to pick one but I love how your influences of how they were your mom and your wife. Um, what would you say, would your wife say about you? What do I, th what do I think should say about me? Mm -hmm. ah. um, 
I would say kind of very, uh, I don't want to brag. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, you know, <laughs> but, I, but definitely say she's an amazing uh, uh, dad. That's for sure. I should say that. Mm -hmm. I take a problem. Um, you know, I'm a very passionate person. And I put family first. You know, that's why I move from California to, to uh, South Carolina. I want to provide a better, a better environment for my family. Mm, you know, I something think. that I want to give credit to my wife, the second thing that I learned that I think was the biggest thing, I think the, um, when you work, when you were a coach, high performance, and you want, you, like Bob said, try to elevate things all the time, and you work from home, one of the, the biggest conflicts that caused my relationship in the past was the fact that I was going beast mode, boom, 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 mm -hmm. finish up working, open the door. And I'm still wearing my old, my hat of coach and leader. Follow me so far or no? Yes. And I'm talking to my wife, you know, yeah. and, and then, and then, um, I wasn't aware. I was just like, huh? And I realized that she goes, go walk. She, she, she said, go walk around the block. You got to work in your transitions. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, transitions. Yeah. So what? I, so now I'm aware. I'm like, okay, I got to work on my transitions. And she knows because, you know, like you have a relationship because I, I, I knew a guy in a Tony Robbins era, super nice guy, had the whole package. Nice guy, guy good looking, everything that I, we feel like a woman would like. Super nice, sensitive, talk. He never had, he never was in a relationship ever. And I'm like, dude, I can't understand. And what I realized that every, every time he met a girl, he, he shows up and is like, was trying to coach her. You know what I mean? Like, bro, they don't need a coach 24 seven. Right. Right. You're not her coach. Right. It's like, and, and he couldn't quote unquote make the transition. Hmm. And I realized that for me was a, one of the biggest things that, uh, that was my wife taught me is like, I'm not perfect, but I was like, got to have a transition. Mm. So I don't come that energy. <laughs> All right, what do you have for you? Let's make it happen. My is like, whoa, <laughs> I, whoa, can you just talk? <laughs> you know? So for me, it has been big, super big. Yeah. So I, I would say, um, should say I'm a great dad, great husband, very passionate person, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for sharing today. Of course. Learned a lot. Thank it's, you. Of course. So Roberto, as we wrap this up, man, I, I just want to, you know, I just, every time I think about the times I've been in your presence where we've actually been together, uh, I'm always in awe and I'm always just so appreciative of who you are. And, you know, I remember standing in a hallway in San Diego talking to somebody and he's like, you know, Roberto, I said, yeah, I know Roberto he goes, I know Roberto. he goes, oh my gosh. So we did a face that we did a video and sent it <laughs> to you right there and you responded right away. You know, and I, I just love that we have that kind of dynamic and, and, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful that Wesley made the introduction so many years ago, but I'm also so grateful for uh, your continuing to, uh, to reach out to, to be a brother, to be a, a friend, to be a mentor, to be a coach. And I do consider you a coach, uh, you know, my coach, I do consider you a mentor. And uh, so I'm very grateful for that. And I can't wait till we're in the same room again. I get to give I you can't a wait, brother. Uh, I can't uh -huh. wait, man. Love yeah. you, brother. Thanks so much for the opportunity to share here today. Had an amazing time. Sending yeah. love to everybody here in the group. Absolutely. Love you, brother. Thank you again. Have a great week. 
and everyone get out there and enjoy your next level. Uh, Bye-bye. You've been listening to Your Next Level Now with Bob Donnell. To find out more, call us at 949-542-6398. That's 949-542-6398. Or you can find more information on our website at everythingnextlevel.com. That's everythingnextlevel.com.